Uh, so we are continuing today in the book of Colossians. Um, and I'm excited. This is uh, now we, where we start to get into a little bit about what Paul is warning the church about, some of the things he's going to encourage them in. And so we're going to go through some of that stuff today. First, I just want to recap. As we know, this sermon series is called Because of Jesus. And uh, so I just want to recap some of the authority of Jesus. We remember that Jesus is God with the flesh on. He is the image of the invisible God. Uh, Jesus is not a second-rate created God. He's not something that was made by man's hands, but he was from creation and he will be forever. Uh, Jesus is the head of the church. He didn't just come and then leave and leave us without a head for us as the body. And Jesus is the first one to rise from the dead, uh, which gives us the promise that one day we will as well. This week, we're going to focus on three things. Um, what our position is in Christ. Uh, some of the things that we can sometimes get caught up in and distracted up, that can distract us from our relationship with Christ. And then what it means to have our mind on things above. So let's start with our position in Christ. I'm going to read from Colossians 2, 6 to 15. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the, full, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head, and the head of all rule and authority." In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without the hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. All right, so our first question on Slack is based on the above verse, what is our position in Christ? Uh, so I'm going to let um, you guys take a second, and you can answer that on Slack. Um, so for me, in going through this passage, I came up with a few things that define our position in Christ. So here's what I came up with. The first is that we are rooted and built up. So rooted is... Um, a once for all. When we come to Christ, when we come into a relationship with him, we become rooted in him. And it's interesting that we just did the passage on the soil because it talks about our roots, right? And when our roots go down in Christ, then uh, that's how we get built, built up in him, but rooted in him. In Romans 8, 31 to 39, it says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave up for us all, how will he not also with his graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? 
Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, not height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So once we come into a relationship with Christ, there is nothing we do that there is nothing that will separate us from him. There's nothing we do to earn God's favor, but when we're reading in him, nothing will separate us from him. So that's the first thing that we need to understand about our position as Christ, that we're rooted in him. Built up is our continuous learning, which is, what, um, which is where our responsibility lies. Christ did the first work, but now he doesn't want to leave us the way that he found us when we first came to him. He's got a plan for us. He's got a purpose for us. Um, I one time was talking with a friend, and the question is like, if we know that we're going to heaven, then why isn't the second we become a Christian, we don't just like, bam, die and go to heaven, and then we wouldn't have to worry about this, right? But the reality is that God's got a purpose for his church, and the purpose for his church is to let other people know about him. And we do that through getting to know him, through growing in our faith with him, um, and through um, spending time with others and in community, encouraging one another. It says in Philippians 3, 12 to 16, not that I have already attained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of you who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God reveal, will reveal that also, that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. So we are, God is not done with us yet. He wants us to, to continue to grow and to mature. Um, we're not earning our salvation. However, we recognize that we cannot just sit and do nothing for the rest of our lives. God has a purpose and a plan for us. And it is important that we pursue that plan. And when we're rooted and we are built up, we should have an attitude of thankfulness. Um, when we fully understand that we're rooted, we will display thankfulness to other people. If you are not experiencing gratitude in your life, then you need to revisit being rooted in Christ. Because in him, um, we have the ability to, to weather all things and to walk through all things. Um, the second thing about our position in Christ is that we are not distracted by false philosophy. Um, we are not distracted by human tradition, um, the pagan theories of the day, um, and some of that I'm going to expand on in a couple minutes. Um, we're not distracted by the basic principles of this world, strategies and beliefs uh, concocted by man and not coming from God. And we're not distracted by... Um, sorry, strategies and things that uh, come from man. And the last thing we are is secure in Christ. 
it says that we are circumcised through him. And in the Old Testament, you had to be circumcised to come into the family of God. And now, thankfully, we don't have to be circumcised physically. We're circumcised through Christ. And the benefits that, that, that we get through that by the covenant, by being involved in the covenant. And then we are baptized in him. And baptism is that symbol of putting off the old and coming up and being part of the new. So, and then the last, of course, is that we are rescued from death. Uh, Jesus has beat Satan. And so through Christ, we are raised to new life. And, but that new life isn't just in heaven. It actually starts here on earth. All right, I am going to check Slack now to see what you guys said. Pictures, pretty pictures. Um, sometimes we, th we think our circumcisions are too hard to, to thrive in, but God is bigger than our cir oh, circumstances. Oh, there we go. <laughs> sometimes we think our circumstances are too hard to thrive in, but God is bigger than our circumstances. Absolutely. Um, Canceling the record of debt. Wow, thanks, God. Um, we are heirs with, God, with Jesus. Everything is for him, through him, and to glorify him. Absolutely. That's why we exist. Um, and we have such a privilege to be the representative of Jesus here on earth. Um, and it's interesting to me that God is so big, but it is so easy to be distracted. Um, and then life. <laughs> we have a good foundation for our lives in Christ. Now good things must be built on that foundation. Absolutely. And uh, we show our thankfulness for what Christ has done for us when we live a life of example of who he is. Um, okay, now let's look at some of the things that we can get caught up in that distract us from our relationship with Christ. I'm going to read from Colossians 2, 16 to 23. Um, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink, or with regard to the festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on um, asceticism and worship of angels, being, uh, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are, not, they are of no value in stopping the indulgences of the flesh." Our second Slack question is, what distracts you the most in your relationship with Jesus? Uh, so I'm going to touch on three things that I got from this verse that I think can, can distract us from um, our relationship with Christ. And uh, when Paul was writing this, the, the new Colossian church, they were doing really well, but then they were having some voices come at them and explain things that they should do that... that um, were different from how they experienced uh, Christ. And so this is Paul just warning them about these things. The first one is do not get caught in legalism. This comes from it's not through what we eat or drink that we gain our salvation. Um, so I was, uh, about a week and a bit ago, Elizabeth came to me, my daughter, and said, hey, mom, um, remember that trip we were supposed to take to New York? 
my, my um, office got flooded, let's go next week. And I was like, sure, let's go, we'll have a great time. And we had supposed to be going to two years ago, two and a half years ago, and the one thing that we had booked for that trip was to the um, musical Wicked. And so uh, the first thing we did, as soon as Rob said I was allowed to go, was buy tickets to Wicked. And I don't know if you guys know the play Wicked. I had no idea. For some reason, my children are obsessed with like uh, musicals and stuff. And all I knew was this song called Popular that they sing, which is somewhat annoying, but I've had to listen to it in the car a lot. Um, anyway, I go to this movie. We, we went to the matinee, because that's cheaper, and I'm sitting there. And what it is, is it's the story of the, from The Wizard of Oz, it's the story of the Wicked Witch. And so that's why it's called Wicked. But the whole movie um, was about how when we don't understand something uh, and we judge other people, we can label it as wicked. And she wasn't wicked in this play. Uh, people just didn't understand her heart. And when she would do things, they didn't know what was happening. And so uh, this just reminded me about uh, legalism. And when I, uh, we were just talking about this in our, um, the time during Lectio here. So um, my family became Christians when I was 10 and my parents were in their 30s. And um, so we were learning this Christian faith together and we started at one church, which was great. And then we were in a church plant, which didn't go anywhere. And then when I was about 15, we started going to this new church and um, there was some good things about it, but it was very legalistic. And so there was this very um, precise understanding of what a Christian looked like. And this was in the 80s, and if you were a good Christian then, and you were a girl, then you would wear floral print dresses. And I am not a floral print dress girl. And so, and then there was other things that you would do, and I didn't really fit this mold of what it was to be a Christian, but in my heart, I knew that I wanted to have a relationship with Jesus. But part of the problem became that the, ex, the outward expectations, the things that Christians have to do, didn't really sit well with me. And um, I would be like, okay, fine, you look perfect on Sunday, but I, can't, I know what you do during the week and stuff like that. And so um, it became actually something that was a barrier to me. And when I was 19, I walked away from the church and I discovered bars. And at the bars, everyone loved me. And in the church, I got criticized and whatever. And so in this, when I was thinking about this section, I was like, may those of us who have been Christians for a long time never be a barrier to those who are just coming to Christ and to the things that God is doing in their lives. Because we don't know what, what we can do, and we are meant to be people who love. And we're meant to be people who accept other people. And that is one of the reasons why I like Promise Church, because this is not a typical church. Like, we have a worship pastor who actually wears a baseball hat, not just inside, but on the stage when he leads worship. And we have a pastor's wife who has purple hair and doesn't play the piano. And we also let girls talk from the stage. So this is not a typical church in a lot of areas, but what I hope we are always known for is the people that will love you and accept you no matter where you are in Christ. 
and that we will embrace you and welcome you in, knowing that God's got a plan and a purpose for your life, and we want to walk with you through that and not judge you at where you are right now. So, does this mean that we can do whatever we want? No. <laughs> and Romans 6, 1 to 2, it says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can, we, how can we who die to sin still live in it? And so it is true that as we come into a relationship with Christ, God wants to start to take those things that you used to find um, fun or distracting. And I know for me it was like filling a hole. He wants to take those things and he wants to fill those holes. He wants to remove the things from your life that are damaging to you and that can bring you harm. And he wants to fill you with um, the desires that he has. And as we become more in love with him, we actually want to put off those other things. And so... Um, as we're, we are more fully rooted and as we are built up and as we go, God will replace those things. But that's for God to do. That's not for those of us who have it so together to judge other people to do. Because guess what? We really don't have it so together. Um, point two is don't get caught up in angel worship. Uh, at that time, people worshiped other spiritual beings and uh, they felt like uh, the world was controlled by, like, the spirit of this and the God of that and type of things. Um, and they, it, they could be distracted by what was happening. It's important to not mix other religions or forms of spirituality with Christianity. We might not do angel worship here anymore because we're so sophisticated as a Western um, society. But maybe there's other things we worship today that we need to not be distracted by the pursuit of the American dream, uh, celebrities, we sometimes want to be like celebrities, fame, we might pursue fame so that people know our name, or just success in general, where we strive for something so that people know how important we are. Um, even academics, that we are the smartest people in the room, we want to go the farthest, um, science so that we can explain away everything. Don't get so caught up in these things that it distracts you from your relationship with God. And the last thing is do not get caught up in asceticism, which is a tough word to say. Um, ascetics, there, see? For ascetics, the body was a thing to be buffeted and punished, to be treated like an enemy. So basically what they thought was, uh, them, those people, they were like, okay, so this body is just this fallen, broken thing, and there's no redemption in it at all, and so I will, like, beat it down, I will, um, you know, like the monks that used to, like, lash themselves and stuff like that, and I will control this body, which one day will be useless to me, and I will go on um, to heaven and leave this body behind. Um, but we know from 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with, our, with your bodies. We need to recognize that, um, that our bodies are actually a gift from God too, and that um, 
It's not that we want to leave behind the physical and only focus on the spiritual. We want to allow God to have access to all aspects of our lives and all aspects. And we're not just waiting for heaven. Our reward starts here. As soon as we come into relationship with Jesus, we are meant to use all aspects of us to worship him, to lead others to him, and to be involved with him. Um, you are included because of the authority of Jesus, not because of religious practices that someone told you to do. Let's check Slack. What distracts you the most from your relationship with Jesus? Um, money, success, and social. Some of the things we covered, right? I always try to have the very best Slack comments with the most likes and replies. Yes, sometimes Slack can distract us. <laughs> Um, we can make God a mo uh, we can make a God of almost anything or anyone or any belief or philosophy. Absolutely, right? We can be distracted by the things that take up our time. Uh, right? We pursue the American dream as long as you have your health. Um, or I want to make sure that my kids have every opportunity. And so sometimes we can be so focused on that that we leave behind the things of God. Right? Let's go through our last section now. Um, so now we're going to look at setting our minds on things above. Colossians 3, 1 to 5. If you then, if then, sorry, if then you who have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is, is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So our last slot question is, what does setting your mind on things above look like for you? Okay, do not focus on the things of earth. Didn't I just say, make sure you focus on the things of earth? Am I being contradictory here? No! All right. So um, we need to balance our focus on heaven and earth. Our mindset needs to be rooted in the heavenly kingdom of God. So what we think about, where we get things from, we need to recognize that we are citizens of heaven here on earth. But our actions need to be done here on earth to fulfill the purposes. So we need to not be distracted by some of the earthly things that come around us. Um, in John 17, 14 to 15, it says... I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. And as we try to live this Christ-centered life, we can sometimes get distracted, we can feel discouraged, we can feel like um, we're being buffeted on all sides, particularly in this day and age where we are no longer a Christian nation the way we have been forever. And that can be discouraging from us. And we need to recognize that our reward is in heaven. And we are doing this for an eternal crown. But that shouldn't stop us from actually participating in and being involved in uh, the things of the community so that we can model Christ for other people. Because of Jesus' authority, we are citizens of the kingdom of God, and that starts today. We do not need to wait until heaven. We are currently living in the kingdom of God. That means that we have all the resources of the kingdom available to us right now. So when you're feeling discouraged or downtrodden or like you don't really understand what's happening and what's going on, you have the resources of a relationship with Jesus. 
Um, I'm going to answer the Slack question. What does setting your mind on things above look like to you? It's context. We have to, to focus on earthly things, but they need to be done with an eye upwards. Exactly. Exactly. Um, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, who, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. That comes from Philippians 4, uh, and then it disappeared. 4 verse 8. Absolutely right. We need to focus on the things that will build us up and not tear us down um, so that we model Christ for, the, for other people. Um, it is also an occupation for us to show that your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I need to be respond spiritually as measured by the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Um, rather, rather than with the opposite traits. Absolutely. And those we do through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the amazing thing. Because of Jesus, we have access to the Holy Spirit to help us with all these things. Um, it seems that we need a holistic mindset emotionally, physically, and spiritually with a view of heaven bound for our, um, for our feet on earth. Absolutely. God wants all of us, and he wants all of us to worship him. Filling our thoughts, choice, decisions through the context of following Christ. Guard your heart and adopt a heavenly focus, absolutely. And practically speaking, bring your focus from the subject to from the subjective to the objective. Did that one moment when someone cut you off in traffic traffic really matter in the larger context of life? Absolutely. Having a, having a mindset that's um, that what happens to distract us now, if we can just put our our um, focus on Jesus. Some things we can just let go. All right. So in conclusion for this week, we focused on what is our position in Christ? Some of the things that we get caught up in that distract us from our relationship with Christ and what it means to set your mind on things above. I'm just going to pray now. Um, I did forget to do something. I forgot to take up the offering. So if you want to go to your tablet, to the green giving tablet, you can give there. We also have the offering box out in the um, lobby. Um, let me just pray for us as we go today. God, I thank you that because of Jesus, we can have a relationship with you, Lord. I thank you that we can be rooted in you, that nothing can separate us from you. And God, I pray that as we are built up, that as we grow and that as we mature, that we will never forget what you've saved us from, Lord, and that we will help others, that we will come alongside people and that we will draw them into a relationship with you through your great love as we practice in us, Lord. And God, as we go this week, may we look for places where we can bring a little bit of heaven to earth, where we can encourage people, where we can um, build up our community, where we can show love to people who are broken and who need you, God. And above all, we just thank you that you so desire to have a relationship with us and with those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a fabulous week. Enjoy your summer, and we will see you guys back here next week. Thanks.